0: Welcome, Fine Castle. When it's almost like you're living in the movie Groundhog Day, aren't you glad when Sunday comes around and you can join us right here online? If you're feeling stuck in an endless cycle and you just need some hope, let me encourage you. You are not alone. You have a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And you have a family of faith right here with you right now. Let us know you're here in the comments. You can share a prayer request with us so we can help carry that burden and pray with you, or you can share a praise report with us so we can rejoice with you. Today is Ascension Sunday. In the account of the Ascension in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus instructs his disciples saying, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. You know, there's never been a better time to take these words of Jesus and continue to fulfill that command through social media. That's why each week we do something that we call PC Share. Today's PC Share is a question. Here it is What attributes do you admire most about your best friend? Take a moment to share this on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and tag us. We're at Pinecastle UMC. In just a moment, we'll have a time of worship followed by an encouraging message from Pastor Scott. But first, a reminder tomorrow is Memorial Day. The day we honor the soldiers who have fallen in service to our country and support those who are left behind to mourn. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we are not alone. As a church, we are called to mourn with those who mourn. Paul says it this way in Romans 12, Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Rejoicing is easier. In mourning, but both are a part of the human experience. So on Memorial Day, we remember the men and women who heard the call, who answered yes, and put their lives on the line for our freedom. For those who lost their lives in service to our country, we are grateful, amen.
1: This is a soldier. When our country needed them, they stepped forward from the crowd, and then they looked back at us and said, I will protect you. This is a soldier. They said, I'll do it. Whether it's my boots in the mud, my charter in the sea, or my eyes in the sky, I'll go on your behalf. I'll stand shoulder to shoulder with your brother With your sister, I will laugh with them, I will cry with them, I will fight with them, I will even die with them. This is a soldier. So they cut their hair, they changed their names, they took their orders, they got up at 4, stayed up till 12 the next day. They ran, they sweat, they pushed, they hauled, they marched, they yelled, they served, they beat their chest, they stood in our place, this is a soldier, they sacrificed their time, sometimes their lives, lives cut short in the name of the red, white, and blue. Lives cut short because our freedoms depend on it. This is a soldier. So today, we, the church, honor you. You who are left behind to carry on their name, to carry on their memory carry on their flag. We are the church, so we mourn with those who mourn. We are the church, so we care for the widows and orphans. We are the church, so we honor those who have fallen in service. Honor to you, widows and orphans of war. Honor to you, the mothers and fathers who battle on. Honor to your greatest of sacrifices. May God bless you. And may God bless.
2: friends despise for S- sin
3: News, Did you know that Jesus wants to be your best friend? Have you ever thought about that? Jesus as your friend? Jesus being your best friend? Well, you're probably saying, Miss Sandra, how can that happen? I can't see him. I can't go for a walk with him. We can't throw ball in the yard. I can't even play my favorite game with him because he's not here with me. Well, you know what? He is here and there is a way. Let me explain that to you. I have three different things here. They're all different like I said, but yet they are all the same. The first thing I have is ice. Ice is the solid form of water. Ice reminds me of God the Father. God is our solid foundation. I also have a bottle of water water reminds me of Jesus see Jesus came and died on the cross to wash away our sins remember he cleanses us so that one day we can be forever with him in heaven for eternity forever and ever and ever he wants to be with you forever and I have Can you see that? Can you see the steam? You might not be able to, but it's there. I can feel it. The steam reminds me of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's spirit in you. You see, after Jesus died on the cross, he rose again and he was on earth for many, many days, talking and spending time with his friends and with the disciples. And one day he went up on a mountain and he told them, he said, I have to leave now, but wait, wait for a friend. That friend was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came and the Holy Spirit was a friend. He was a best friend. You see, Jesus wants to be our best friend. And the way we can do that is through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's spirit in us. When we have asked Jesus in our hearts and we live for him, we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the friend that Jesus sent because he had to go to heaven to build a forever home for you and me. Isn't that great? Jesus is your friend. And he wants to be your best friend. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that when you went away, you didn't leave us alone. Thank you that you sent the Holy Spirit to be with me and in me and among me to be my friend. Help me to allow you to be my best friend by spending time with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Kids, lean on Jesus, your best friend. And remember that your best friend is the Holy Spirit, which is God's Spirit in you. And he is with you all the time. I will see you next week. But now it's time for Pastor John to do the offering.
4: Good morning. It's time for the offering. I knew you'd like that. The king gave an order, 2 Chronicles 31 and 5. As soon as the order went out, and this is preparing to worship, the Israelites generously gave the first fruits of their grain, new wine, olive oil, and honey, and all that the fields produced. The key there is we are not under the order to tithe in the New Testament but we are given the privilege of tithing. And I love the math that comes from tithing. God only suggests we give 10%, and he gives us a 1,000% blessings. I love that kind of math. One-tenth ushers in 1,000% and more of God's blessings. That's why we give generously. Let us pray. Well, God, thank you for seeing us through the storm of the pandemic chaos that we have lived in and are still in. But we know that after any storm, the sun shines brightly and beautifully, and we return to a sense of peace and calm. And the sun has a name. His name is Jesus Christ. So it's in his name that we give now and we give generously and joyously to your work, giving the gospel to all the world. In the name of Christ, amen.
5: I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemy. I'll raise a hallelujah Louder than the unbelief I'll raise a hallelujah My weapon is a melody I'll raise a hallelujah Heaven comes fire for me I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, gonna hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, open the eyes, Death is defeated, the King is alive. With everything inside of me. I raise a hallelujah, do here. I will watch the darkness flee. I raise a hallelujah, do here. In the middle of the mystery. I raise a holling do here. Dash a me is for up from the ashes
6: good morning church this is Pastor Scott George and I hope you're having a having a great day uh, happy happy Sunday to you and uh, this is the time where we have a little fireside chat for the next few moments and I let me say I really enjoyed our worship uh, today I enjoy the beautiful presence of the Lord uh, you know you can watch uh, CNN and Fox News and it doesn't take you much to realize that you uh, you really can't sense the presence of God but when you get in the presence of the Lord in just a few verses a few minutes in his presence and you can sense his nearness you can sense his goodness and uh, what a beautiful time uh, we have you know I have this I have this image uh, especially the past seven eight weeks we've been uh, doing this that uh, you know the church is still uh, we're still together and we're one and what unites us is not just the technology, but what unites us is the beautiful presence of God. We're the church. And let me say that uh, the church is still doing its mission. We're still doing what we called, are called to do. Uh, I want to thank you for your prayers. I've gotten so many calls and texts and emails just letting us know that you're praying uh, for us and you're with us. Um, your, your giving has been uh, amazing. Amazing. And um, just as a point, just to celebrate with you, uh, many months ago, three or four months ago, we started a campaign for the new roof uh, on our children's building. And uh, we had all the roofs uh, repaired, all new ACs, all the roofs except for the children's building. And uh, it was gonna be about $110,000. And you talk about a, a rough time to start a campaign. Uh, and we, but we, we uh, just made the need known We don't have to cry about it, we don't have to beg, we don't have to put a lot of pressure. And I'm delighted to tell you that uh, a member of our church called us up just the past week and uh, let us know that they felt led, that they wanted to pay off the difference uh, on the roof. And so uh, I can tell you and I'm delighted to tell you that the roof campaign is done, it's finished. We collected $110,000 above and beyond all of our other needs. And so once again, church, I want to say a big thank you. Uh, God bless you. Your generosity and your kindness is amazing, and we celebrate that today. So our our kids are going to be taken care of. Our On the Rock Preschool is going to be taken care of, and it's all good. And I want to thank you for your generosity and your kindness and your love today. Uh, The church is alive, and the church is doing well. Hey, uh, listen, we're looking uh, today at um, another great hymn of the church, a hymn that... um, was written back in the 1800s. A hymn that um, is a gift to us. A hymn that you've probably sung a hundred times. And I am continually amazed at um, how these authors, they, the pain, the sorrow, the heartache that they went through to give you and to give me a little bit of hope. So every time we sing, what a friend we have in Jesus. That is an incredible gift that these authors have given us to give us hope, to give us peace, to give us joy, to give us comfort, to give us everything that we need to continue to follow Christ and be his disciples and walk in his way. So what a friend we have in Jesus. I don't know if you can hear it, but the, uh, the yard guy is blowing uh, the leaves and the grass behind me, so I hope it's not too overwhelming for you. But uh, anyway, uh, what a friend we have in Jesus. The author is Joseph Servin, it was written in the 1800s. And um, incredible, incredible story. And just as I'm talking, the, the the leaf guy is is blowing his leaves louder and louder. But anyway, we're going to keep on going uh, despite uh, despite the noise. Well, thank you for your patience. We had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties with the uh, the yard guy, and the uh, and the leaf blower. But uh, that's behind us now. So thank you uh, for your patience on that. Hopefully, David edited all that together, and you didn't even didn't even know the difference. So we're looking at what a friend we have in Jesus. And uh, the author is Joseph Servan. It was written in the 1800s, and uh, this hymn, this song, is a gift for every single one of us. What a friend we have in Jesus. Now you would think, just hearing that title, that Joseph had it made, had plenty of money in the bank, life was good, kids obeying, not a care in the world, but really the exact is is, is true in this story, as it is in many of the hymns uh, that we've been looking at here as a church. Um, Joseph was ma- uh, scheduled to be married, and he had his fiancee, and, and uh, the night before, they were to be married, his fiance drowned and died suddenly. Uh, he was broken hearted, obviously, he was crushed, um, went and made a life mission of serving the poor and serving um, specifically the elderly. Uh, history tells us that he would go and cut wood um, f- so that the elderly would have firewood uh, in the dead of winter in Ireland. Uh, what a great man gave himself to the poor and the needy and, and serve in service of others ended up finding a um, another beautiful woman, and they were engaged to be married and Two months before they were supposed to be married, she came down with an illness and uh, she she died and uh, This thrust Joseph into deep, deep depression, and uh, historians tell us that some of his friends reached out to him and and tried to minister to him. And one friend uh, specifically uh, spent the night in the room outside of uh, of Joseph's room. He was severely depressed and even suicidal. And historians tell us that that quite possibly Joseph ended his own life, that uh, that night uh, he was missing and he was found uh, in the middle of a cold, cold river and died uh, suddenly, potentially of, of suicide. I don't know what your theology uh, can, can wrap around that, but I do know this, that uh, Joseph had a friend and his name was Jesus. So let me give you um, a scripture that I wanna read. hopefully you get your Bibles out and you get your uh, iPad out and get your phone out. Let's look at, this is, let's look at John chapter 15. Let's just have a little Bible study here and just look into God's word. Uh, John chapter uh, 15, and verse 12. Here it is. My command is this, Pine Castle, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than to lay his life down for his friends. Circle that word friends. You are my friends, he says in verse 14. If you do what I command you to do. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know what his master's business is. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything I have learned from my father, I have been made known to you. You did not choose me. I have chosen you and appointed you to bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the father will give whatever you ask in my name. This is my commandment that you love one another. What a great uh, verse of scripture here today. Uh, This is my prayer uh, for you. See, a lot of you today, uh, you know him, Jesus, as your Savior. You know him as your Lord. But I want to ask you today, do you know him as your friend? See, it says here in John 15 that you will bear fruit. You know how, how you bear fruit? You bear fruit when you move beyond just seeing Jesus as your Savior you move beyond seeing him as just your Savior's Lord, but you see him as, as your friend. Friendship with Jesus will help you bear the most fruit. And if I can say anything to uh, our, our church family today, I want you to see him. I want you to see him as your friend today. He says, I no longer call you slaves, I no longer call you uh, servants, I call you my friend. And the message I want you to hear and see today is that he calls you friends. So Joseph was right. In spite of his depression, in spite of his suicidal thoughts, in spite of his struggles that he had, he tapped into something that was really powerful. And the principle is this. You are a friend of God. There's a great song that we sing. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. Boy, I believe that song. I believe that we need to sing that more because it's a it's a great principle that will help you to bear fruit and be the person that God wants you to be when you see yourself as as a friend of Jesus so I'm going to take the four verses of this grace hymn and by the way uh, tomorrow morning we're going to send you a Bible study that will have the verses and I have some questions and have a way for you to kind of just uh, flesh this out uh, during the week for your Bible study but uh, four great uh, verses, Uh, in this hymn, uh, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Here it is, uh, verse one. Uh, What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. You're gonna see in this hymn that Joseph talked in every verse about prayer and the power of prayer and taking your cares, your sins, your worries, your fears, taking them to the Lord in prayer. I love that phrase where it says, what a privilege to carry. Church, Jesus gives us a beautiful invitation, and the invitation is this, bring to me your cares, your worries, your fears, your hurts, your sins, you bring them to me, and you can cast them on me, because why? Because I care for you. There's not a care, there's not a worry, there's not a concern that is going to overwhelm Jesus. I mean, you know, he, I know this Corona 19 thing is a big thing, but this is not the tipping point that's going to put Jesus over the edge. And your care is just going to overwhelm him. No, he cares about those that are faced with sickness and disease all over the world. He cares about, about those that have been affected by the COVID-19 issue. But guess what? He also cares for you. And he says, if you'll come to me, you'll cast all your cares on me. Why? Because I care for you. Joseph was right, he said, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Can I tell you this? There's some of you here today watching, you're holding on to something that you don't need to be holding on to. There's something you're carrying. There's a worry, there's a fret, there's something that's hanging over uh, 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 and weighing you down. And you've got one of two choices. You can either continue to struggle to carry that or you can agree with Joseph who says, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Take that, take that care, take that worry, take that stress, take that thing that's keeping you up at night, and I would encourage you just to take it and carry it to the cross. You know, there is a throne that, that our father and our, our friend is sitting on. It's called the throne of grace. And the Bible says that we can go and we can approach a throne of grace with confidence. With, with an assurance knowing that he cares about us and he's going to take every care we have and he'll deal with it if we bring it to him. So really, really the question is today: are you going to hang on to it or are you going to carry it to him? What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Second verse, I love this one. It says, oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. You know, I used to play you know, soccer and uh, love love sports, and um, that word forfeit carries a, a, a real significant meaning. You know, it's one thing to lose a game because the team was better, or they were better athletes, or they were better prepared. That's one thing. But when you have to forfeit a game because of a technicality or someone didn't show up or the rules, there's nothing worse than forfeiting a game because you really don't know who would have won, but the game was just forfeited. That's a, that's a terrible, uh, terrible word, forfeit. But, but Joseph says it right. Oh Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. There is peace that is available for you today. And that peace takes place when you bring every care to him. He loves you today. Verse three, I love this one. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer prayer. Okay, I'm going to ask you to do a fill in the blank here. I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to fill in the blank. All right, here it is. I am worried about, and then there's the blank. You fill it in. Right now, right right where you are, sitting in your chair, sitting in your living room, uh, in, in your bedroom, watching it with your family. I am worried about, and then I want you to fill in that blank. You're worried about paying your bills. You're worried about your job. You worried about your grandkids. You worried about your children. You worried about the country, whatever it is. Um, Joseph says we shouldn't be discouraged when we're faced with temptations and trials and trouble. uh, Because we can take it to the Lord in prayer. And whatever you are worried about, I want to encourage you to uh, take it to Him today. Run to Him. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble? anywhere. I mean, we are surrounded with trouble. Trouble is everywhere, and we shouldn't be surprised by that. Jesus said, you know, in this life, there is trouble. You're never going to escape trouble, but if you will just acknowledge your trouble, acknowledge your hardship, and acknowledge your trial, acknowledge your temptation, and just run to him. you Take it to the Lord in prayer. You're going to you're gonna see that God's gonna take care of every, every trouble, every issue. Uh, right now, my trouble is this yard guy because uh, he's coming back around again and, and I'm hoping it's not making it on the, on the audio, but uh, that's my biggest trouble now. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna take it to the Lord of Prayer and so should you. And then uh, verse number four, I love this one. Can we find a friend so faithful? Who will all our sor- sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Um, think of the attributes of uh, your best friend. We all have one. You usually have a best friend. You've got three or four that are on the same level. And then you got a lot of colleagues and acquaintances. And, uh, but uh, you, your best friend, think of that person right now, who, who that is. I hope you have one. Uh, that person loves you unconditionally. That person is available for you. That person you can pick up the phone and call them. That person that doesn't judge you. That person doesn't condemn you. That person will speak the truth to you. How valuable a friend is. And as valuable as that friend is to you, there is one that's even better. And his name is uh, Jesus. And he is faithful. He's available. Uh, We can bring all of our sorrows uh, to him. And he's going to care for us. I'm grateful for Joseph. And I'm grateful for this beautiful hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. So this is my prayer for you this week. I'm gonna pray that you will discover uh, the value of trust in Jesus as your friend. I want you to bring to him your care. I want you to bring to him your worry. I want you to bring to him every issue that you have, that you're faced with, and see him as your friend and talk to him. In fact, I would do this. I love that phrase in the Bible. It says, Enoch walked with God. Enoch was called a friend of God. He walked with God. And uh, I would encourage you to walk with him. Take a walk this week. You can do that. You're, you're allowed to walk. I do know that. I, I, I called Orange County government. I got, uh, I got word from the governor's office. You're allowed to walk. That's one thing we can do. So today, walk with him. Talk with him. Pour your heart out to him. Tell him what's going on. He already knows, but tell him. He likes to hear. He wants to hear. And as you pour out your heart to him and you run to him, he's going to be a friend. He's going to be true. And uh, it really is true what a friend we have in Jesus. I want to pray for you. Thanks for taking a few minutes out of your day to, uh, to be with us. And I pray these hymns are, are touching your heart like they are mine. Uh, and, and I'm grateful that we can run to Jesus. In our time of need, and he is a real friend. So let's pray together. Father, thank you. That Lord, you not only save us from our sin and redeem us from our sickness, but you call us friend. And we're no longer slaves. We're friends of God. I am a friend of God. I pray that message will resonate today in the lives and the hearts of your people, that they will see themselves as you see them. God, that you will you will reveal yourself as a true friend to them, that they will cast all their care on you because uh, you really do care for them. So Father, I bless your people. I thank you today, God. Thank you for being our friend. We love you today, in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, this is going to sound a little weird, especially at the end of my, my message here, but I really feel impressed about this. As I was studying for this and praying for this and thinking about this, there's somebody watching today that you feel like you have failed God and you're so ashamed, and you're miserable, and the enemy is just heaping condemnation, you're guilty, you're guilty, you're guilty, and he's heaping that condemnation on you, and you, uh, he's devalued you. And you think that your sin, the mistake you made, I don't know what it is, but that mistake that you made uh, devalues who you are. And I wanna tell you today, you have a friend in Jesus. And you can bring your sins, your mistakes, run to him, repent, change, make amends, but see that Christ is able to forgive you of every sin, and he's going to call you a friend. So uh, do that today. I, I bless you. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God call you his friend, and may you receive this request, and may you follow him as a Your friend and his friend. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you, church. I love you. We'll see you next week, 1030, online stream service at Pine Castle. God bless you. Bye-bye.